Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished young entrepreneur from Bangalore, India, Mr. Ankit Alok Bagaria. Ankit, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ashutosh. Glad to be here. Thank you. Ankit is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Loopworm, which is an insect biotechnology company. So, Ankit, before we talk about Loopworm, tell me about your journey and what was your inspiration to start Loopworm? And then I want to follow up with that is what is insect biotechnology? So, come from a town called Jalgaon in Maharashtra, uh, did my schooling there, uh, went to Kota, did my coaching and uh, eventually went on to do chemical engineering at IIT Roorkee. I did a dual degree course there with a specialization in uh, computer-aided process plant design. Um, Loopworm is my second startup. I've always been very fascinated with startup and the journey in the startup or say entrepreneurship industry basically started when I did a couple of internships with uh, you know, seniors from my college who had their own startups, uh, one in the solar space, one in the logistics space, and saw them working, got very fascinated. Um, and th- then I decided that I can start something on my own. I've always been very pro-waste management and agriculture mm-hmm. uh, guy. Uh, I feel that given the population of India, uh, these two sectors are going to be evergreen. Okay. Um, and like we, I feel that like we have still touched the primary space mm-hmm. in these sectors. We have mm-hmm. just deployed supply chain or logistic solutions. We have mm-hmm. not value added to that extent. Mm-hmm. Now, once the value addition piece comes in, in both va- like waste management and say agri-tech, uh, like no new opportunities would come up. And that mm-hmm. is where first I started AgroSnap uh, when I was in my sophomore year. Um, which was basically capturing images of the leaf to determine fertilizer inputs to the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, did it for around two years. It didn't work out. Um, and then eventually in my fifth year, I I basically started Loopworm with my co-founder, uh, Abhi. Mm-hmm. We are both batchmates uh, from IIT Roorkee and it has been four years now since uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing it. At Loopworm, I majorly look into R&D strategy, business development. I look into fundraising mm-hmm. aspects as well. Uh, so this is a bit about like me and our journey at Loopworm. Mm. Coming to your next question, um, insect biotechnology, mm. it's it's sort of a new term. Uh, a few people call entobiotech or entomobiotech as well because entomology is the study of insects. Mm. Uh, but insect biotech just conveys it. So that is why I prefer using insect biotech uh, okay. instead. Um, insect biotechnology is utilizing insect as a bioresource. Okay. Um, when I say a bioresource, a bioresource is something which produces something for you or you can process it to get something. Mm-hmm. Now, where the biotech piece comes in is you can do n number of things with insects uh, mm. because they are a treasure trove of biomolecules. Mm. Uh, they are rich in proteins, fats, uh, a lot of entomocyticals, if you can say that. Mm-hmm. And like that is where the term insect biotechnology is very close to me because what I feel is insect has not been used to its to its truest potential mm-hmm. to make these ingredients, to make to extract these biomolecules. And when we do so with the help of biotechnology principles, um, new and new opportunities would come up, and that is where we want to be. Amazing. And uh, Ankit, what makes insects a superior source of proteins and fats compared to traditional sources? 
insects um like if you look at what they feed so mm. what what you feed to any species is what you reap in the end mm. um insects have been consumers uh, or like con- like con- they consume or devour uh, organic byproducts and waste mm-hmm. um so if you look at it like they know how to extract value from random things uh whether whether it is organic biomasses or it is food waste um so like they have been able to convert it into like amino acids and then into proteins and store it in their bodies mm. what makes it superior is the amino acid profile so we have essential amino acids non essential amino acids and semi essential amino acids so the amino acid profiles and its digestibility determines what a superior protein is or what a comparatively inferior protein is mm. now to just take examples uh, silk is 98% protein but we cannot consume it right because it doesn't have the right digestibility and the amino acid profiles which we require as humans or as mammals in general mm. same goes for hair right so hair is basically almost proteins but we cannot consume it we are not going to get much nutrition out of it mm. and that is where with the digestibility of almost 80 to 90% depending on the species of insects that you are uh, considering mm. uh, it is one of the most superior sources of proteins mm. uh, which can be used but it is not being used evidently mm. and you just gave you know two examples uh, you know one was silkworm second was hair what are some of the superior sources of uh, protein when you come to insects just give me an example of maybe two or three of them yeah so i uh, i basically took the example of silk mm-hmm. so silk is what we wear is not a superior Absolutely. source of protein from food angle mm-hmm. but silkworm on the other angle right uh, silkworm pupae or silkworm larvae are one of the most nutritious sources I of see. protein um so silk is extracted from cocoons mm-hmm. so if you have a pupa inside um uh, and so there's like a small quail quail egg size cocoon which you basically dip it in hot water and extract the silk out of it um uh, but uh, if you look at the pupa inside it's a, it's a treasure trove of nutrition wow <clears throat> which almost 55% protein 32% fats like the total is 87% with just proteins and fats mm. and a little bit of ash and fiber so it's basically you know a superfood mm. uh if you look at it 100 grams of it can basically satisfy 75% of your daily nutritional requirement mm-hmm. uh, in terms of proteins it will give you all the vitamins and minerals that you need and also the all the essential fats that you need nice. so it's like everything gets utilized with just 100 grams mm-hmm. uh, just one example amazing and uh, what is the process um and i don't want any technical in, uh, you know secrets yeah. but what is the process of converting um you know organic waste into valuable products using insects so the process is uh, pretty simple uh, you basically um just like any other animal insect agriculture or insect farming is also a feedstock driven industry mm-hmm. so ultimately what you would feed to the insect gets reflected in their growth in their yield in their mortality in the nutritional value that they contain mm-hmm. um now if we want to industrialize insect farming you have to optimize the feedstock that you give it to them mm-hmm. like just like we did it for the fish industry especially the shrimps industry 80% formalized based on animal feed mm-hmm. um same goes for poultry that the same way you basically make a feedstock for the insects mm. like taking inspiration from what they eat in nature 
now silkworms say for example eat mulberry leaves so what you can do is you can basically reverse engineer a mulberry leaf from artificial sources mm -hmm. same is like uh, with black soldier fly larvae another insect that we work on mm -hmm. which is a polyphagous in insect uh, polyphagous meaning it can devour a number of substances mm -hmm. um, so what you do is you create a mixture right the right amount of proteins fats carbohydrates minerals what the insect would require to grow mm -hmm. properly but you like take it from food processing industries or farm wastes or even municipal waste or restaurants where you basically take all of these you create basically a cocktail of this uh with the right ph mm. um and the moisture content the nutritional value and then you feed it to the insect in a controlled way like maybe twice a day maybe thrice a day right that is how you cultivate these insects mm. and once these insects are cultivated you separate them from the leftover substrate uh it can be the substrate along with uh some uh by products which are left and like you separate it from them and then you basically clean them and process them further how oh, amazing and now from a consumer perspective what are some of the challenges or uh you know concerns you have um, you know heard from potential consumers so um we are not trying to sell it to humans Okay. uh humans can come in much later but there is a huge potential and scope there because almost 25% of the world mm. 2 billion people globally consume insects mm. now yes a large population of uh, asians southeast asia crowd china um parts of south america there but uh, if you look at it from a population perspective yes they are getting nutrition from it and then yes they are surviving they are mm -hmm. consuming more than 3000 species of insects mm -hmm. even in india in the northeast we have more than 200 varieties of insects being consumed as a delicacy wow so it it sells at three times the price of chicken in the northeast mm -hmm. right um so yes humans have a lot of potential but like getting into the behavior a uh, changing ball game is takes time mm -hmm. and we don't want to do that what we are proposing instead is that we replace the conventional feed ingredients derived from animal or plant sources mm -hmm. with insect based ingredients for mm -hmm. shrimp feeds uh, or in fish feeds or poultry feeds which is chicken and quail mm -hmm. and ducks um and that is where the perception is much better because insects are the natural food for fish okay. and birds mm. the farmers know it the nutritionists know it so it comes down to what you are offering at what scales at what price and with what quality consistency mm. and then it becomes easier for them to accept it because you know insects you know, like food very well said very so, well said yeah, that helps and you know i have seen for example cockroaches uh, in thailand and red ants in mexico yep being sold as you know peanuts that you know we would may, may eat in india but yeah, exactly. moving on moving on uh, ankit uh, which are some of the insects that you primarily use in your products and why did you select these so we use silkworm pupae mm -hmm. and black soldier fly larvae in our products uh, the products remain the same it's a protein concentrate that we make out of them approximately 60% proteins and a fat oil which we basically extract from them um so and both of them goes as ingredients into animal feeds um why these insects so coming to silkworms first so if you look at the global silk industry 80% is with china 16% mm. is with india 
So these two countries basically dominate the entire space. Mm. Um, so there is a huge, huge quantities of silkworm pupae post freeling mm. which is available, mm. and which which was like underutilized or not utilized at all mm. uh, in different parts of India. Mm. So what we did was uh, we established a reverse supply chain for mm. it, maintaining its quality. um and then we developed a process to extract these proteins and fats from them mm. so silkworm became an obvious choice because it was there mm. um good opportunity for us to get into the insect protein insect fats market um the second is black soldier fly larvae now if you look at choosing any insect or anything that you want to cultivate it should be a non pest non invasive right. and harmless species mm so these larvae or the fly of these larvae they don't have any biting or stinging parts mm. so it's completely safe uh, they will only like uh, lay their eggs uh, yes they are native to india one uh, they there are natural strains of black soldier fly larvae in mm. india um, that is another thing because you cannot get foreign strains uh, in india because it disturbs the ecology mm. so that was there obviously but um it will only lay eggs on decomposing material mm-hmm. it won't touch your fresh apple mm. if that apple is decomposing then it becomes you know food for the black soldier fly larvae right right so it cannot act as a pest since mm. we are an agrarian country where we store a lot of our grains a lot of our fruits and vegetables uh we cannot afford an insect mm. which like if something goes wrong becomes heavily populated in a certain area and starts becoming a pest mm. so that was another reason where we have we had six insects under consideration mm. uh, crickets croc- cockroaches you know very invasive yeah. um we had mealworms and superworms which are pests mm. in granaries they they basically attack your oats and wheat and atta and everything mm. um and then you have grasshoppers and locusts and like we have had this incident a couple of years ago where hmm. desert locusts created a havoc in the entire north india correct um so again pests for our crops so ultimately it came down to the black soldier fly larvae because you can feed them restaurant waste slaughterhouse waste like uh, municipal solid waste aggregated hmm. uh, food processing industry byproducts dairy hmm. waste hmm. Uh, n number of things Amazing. so there's huge huge potential of uh, growing them and they hmm. are harmless amazing and uh, are there any regulatory um, norms or challenges that you face when it comes to insect bi- biotechnology yes there are um, so there is no there is not a clear yes or a no mm-hmm. uh, in this space um, like for certain things if you are say for example bioengineering them or genetically modifying them yes there are rules established and there is a set and a series of processes that you need to go through to do that mm. but when it comes to mass cultivation there are rules with sericulture which is silkworm farming there are rules in apiculture which is honey bee farming mm. and then the government also promotes vermicomposting with the help of red worms and uh, uh, the uh, what do you say earthworms mm-hmm. um so like for these three four insects it's there uh there are a couple of model insects which people use for research mm. but when it comes to new species uh there is no clear stance yes the government have supported a number of startups in this space with grants because mm. they see the potential it actually solves two problems for them one is the waste management problem and the second is the feeding ingredient problem mm. um so it's a like valid solution um and so like ticks the boxes from various places but 
uh, we don't have the the rules and the regulations which says like this is the way you do it and this is the way you cannot do it mm-hmm. um and like that that is big bit of a hassle because attracting money in a space which is still not formalized enough mm-hmm. uh, becomes difficult so yes we would definitely love to work with the government and come up with policies here mm-hmm. so that gets promoted but it gets promoted in the right way fascinating and tell me about the role of technology um in and bioscience in enhancing your own production processes um extremely um i'll just give you an example when we started with the black soldier fly larvae mm. um we we used to get a kg of larvae um with almost like 10 times the food mm-hmm. um so 10% efficiency mm. like 2.5 years later we were getting it at four times the food amazing so we by using these principles of bioconversion and bioprocessing mm. Mm. Uh, we were able to develop a feedstock for the black soldier fly larvae which was 2.5 times more efficient mm. um just a small example there mm. um second would be un- like you know extracting this valuable products from the insects in itself mm-hmm. now they they are not oil seeds they are not meat as well they are somewhere in between mm-hmm. so if you look at the nutritional profile of an insect it does not have as much ash content which say for example a fish or a chicken or a mm-hmm. beef would have it uh, but at the same time it uh, like it does not behave like the oil seed as well mm-hmm. which is a lot of carbohydrates and proteins whereas the insects are proteins uh, sorry carbohydrates and fats for the oil seeds whereas mm. the insects would be uh, fats and proteins mm. so it is they are somewhere in between mm. um and like understanding where the fat is stored understanding how the protein complexes are mm. uh, by going into the basics helped us def- like develop the process to extract the oil from them mm. so that was very much important at the same time uh, you utilize you use any bio resource you can do a series of physical chemical uh microbial which is using bacteria or funguses or biochemical using enzymes mm-hmm. um so these are a combination of like processes which you can use to develop a number of products mm-hmm. so if you consider milk you ferment it you get curd mm-hmm. you put enzymes in it you get cheese mm-hmm. you put citric acid in it you get paneer mm-hmm. right so what we have done here is again uh you like kept insect in the center and we are developing these series of processes where it would help us develop better value added products for mm. different industries where we can use insects amazing so i've time for two more questions for you my next question is how do you as an organization contribute to sustainability in the food and cosmetics industries so um bo- for both of these industries you require a lot of ingredients mm. and we are basically a sustainable alternative insect derived ingredient mm. company mm. um now why do i say sustainable because like i said insects consume a lot of food waste right um they are cold blooded species so they don't require a lot of energy and also water so they mm. are very efficient converters of these food waste so what and if you look at the definition of waste waste is something for which we have not found a value of mm. the moment we found it as a feedstock for insect it is no longer a waste it is a bioresource 
Right. So the waste is now becoming food for the insect. The mm. insect is in turn becoming an ingredient which can be used in the feed industry for the animals who are giving us food or say for example cosmetics where again ingredients which can be like where like it can be used in the cosmetics and it is much more sustainable mm. because the initial value chain starts from food waste okay. which which we are basically consuming depending on the insect uh four to ten times mm. um like its weight very interesting so it's a very efficient food waste conversion cycle uh mm. beating i would say biogas generation and composting both very interesting and my last question to you how do you see insect biotechnology changing the landscape of nutraceutical biopharmaceutical industries and where do you see this going in the next few years so if you look at the history of insect it started as a biopharmaceutical and a nutraceutical in china and asian countries okay cockroaches were used to treat respiratory diseases because of the iodine it has silkworm hmm. pupa were or the larvae were used to solve for fatty liver issues hmm. uh, it has an anti diabetic or anti obesity agent as well hmm. which can be leveraged um so like people started using it in in say for example if i coin it chinese ayurved Mm-hmm. per se but it has stayed away from the rest of the the countries because of maybe behavior or religious uh, reasons mm-hmm. now um so there is enough potential which you know people have identified for more than 5000 years mm-hmm. with insects now it's just that it got pushed back okay because you know there's an icky factor uh, a few like most of the insects were considered pests they were causing harm to to our crops and to our food um so you know it got pushed back so using insects or growing insects became a taboo yeah uh, right and that is how it got pushed back where we see a lot of potential going ahead would be first um, somebody like us right or global players like us would have to create a market for insect based products mm. once we create a market for insect based products people would be up for growing insects mm-hmm. so insect agriculture cannot like have its mark without insect processing right insect processing insect based product having a market would have to be established first and then insect agriculture will will go up mm. and that is where the journey in the next 10 years would be a little difficult where we as entrepreneurs or like companies like loopworm are trying to create that market mm. once we have created those markets insect agriculture is just going to boom Mm. and it is going to exponentially boom because you know like we have 70 million tons of food waste mm. we have more than 500 million tons of crop biomass and this is just india mm. um so we can like do insect agriculture in a huge huge scale mm. but like nobody is going to do it until unless the products are made very well said very so well said. that is how it is like yeah. what we see insect mm-hmm. biotech will have products first agriculture would basically come in later and it will just explode mm. in the next 20 years amazing ankit on that note uh, i just can't i mean i can only say that what an incredible discussion this has been i mean i had never imagined there is so much science that is there and there's so much happening in the world of insect biotechnology thank you for speaking to me about loopworm thank you for telling me about so many different aspects of using insects uh, as a major source of protein for animals to start with and hopefully human beings at some stage in the future 
I learned many new things from you today. Thank you. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ashutosh. It was glad to be here. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.